Thank you for joining us here at Fellowship Church for today's message. Our desire is to encourage others to love God, love people, and impact the world. And we would love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So take a moment and visit us online at fellowshipws.org. Find the Share Your Story button and tell us what God is doing in your life. While you're there, you'll also find useful information about our church and other resources that will bring you closer to Christ. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoy today's message. Somebody say power. You know, it was very fitting that last week we had baptism we call Raised to Life. And with following the precept and the principle in the discipleship plan of baptism, there was a promise of the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. You see, the first thing God's response was to when Jesus was baptized is, is that the Holy Spirit fell upon him like a dove. And then God made a pronouncement. This is my beloved son of whom I am well pleased. Oh, to have approval by the Father. And so we know that that is a promise of the precious Holy Spirit. And so I'm going to pick up right here in Acts, the first chapter. I'm going to be, live, uh, be a reading out of the New Living Translation. I'm going to start at the first verse. And there's a little bit of reading, verses 1 through 8. And it says this. In my first book, I told you, Theophilus, about everything that Jesus began to do and to teach. Until the day he was taken up to heaven after, after giving his chosen disciples further instructions through the Holy Spirit. Somebody say, through the Holy Spirit. During the 40 days after he suffered and died, he appeared to the apostles from time to time, time to time, and he proved them in many ways that he was actually alive. And he talked to them about the kingdom of God. Somebody say, the kingdom of God. Once when he was eating with them, he commanded them, do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift. <laughs> Tell somebody, don't move. He said, don't leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised. As I told you before, John baptized with water. But in just a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Yes, God. Six says, so when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? Jesus replied, the Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times. And they are not for you to know. But in the meanwhile, tell somebody, in the meanwhile, you will receive power. Yes, somebody say power. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And as a result of this power, you will be my witnesses. Telling people about me everywhere in, Jer in Jerusalem, that's locally. In Judea, that's regionally. Samaria, that's international, and to, the, and to all the ends of the earth. Tell somebody, I'm a witness. 
I want to read Acts chapter 1 and 8 in the Amplified. And it says this. But you shall receive power. Somebody say dunamis. Which means ability, efficiency, and might. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you shall be my witness in Jerusalem and all of Judea and all of Samaria and to the ends. Yes, the very bounds of the earth. I want to use for a simple topic over the next couple of weeks. Power. Touch somebody and tell them power. Come on, touch them, touch them with some anointing. Tell them power. Tell them, tell them you've got power. Come on, tell somebody else. Tell, tell about three people around and tell them you've got power. That you know not of. You've got power. Stay in power. Rebuke in power. Tell somebody you've got power. We're destroyed because of lack of knowledge. And that's, what the, that's the game that the devil plays on us. He is, he, he is banking on that we don't come into the full measure of understanding of our power. He keeps us ignorant. We will never step into the full measure of who we are. That's who, he's not afraid of who you are. He's afraid of who you might become once you realize your power. You may be seated. But on your way down, tell somebody power. I'm going to work real quick. Somebody say dunamis. Dunamis is a Greek term, y'all. And it simply means this. It means, like, like they said in the scripture right here, the ability. Somebody say ability. Efficiency. Somebody say efficiency. And might. So to broaden, so to broaden that description out, when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you shall receive Ability. You shall receive efficiency. How many of you tired of, tired of swinging and missing all the time? That's not efficient. When you hold the Holy Spirit who knows all, who sees all, who is everywhere, who is not caught by surprise, there is no, re there is no reason for you to miss it. Tell somebody, you got to tap into your power. And the last thing it says, that, 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 that power is translated and might. How many know that we are limited vessels? We are limited instruments that have a limit of time and energy and strength. But the word of God said that his strength is made perfect, what, y'all? In our weakness. So when you come to the end of yourself, that is just when God steps in with his might. I say it all the time. If you do what only you can do, God will do what only he can do. When you come to the end of your natural, that's when God comes with his super. And he superimposes. Y'all remember the old, uh, old projectors that used to, the teacher used to put there? She used to put, put, put the little clear screen over it. And whatever she put on the screen got bit projected over there. That means she superimposed it. God will superimpose his super on top of your natural. And what you could not do on your own, God magnifies. He gives strength to the weak. Sometimes, and see, that, as Christians, sometimes we, we always want to say, how you doing, darling? Oh, I'm blessed and how I'm favored. And we faking the funk. Sometimes we need to say, help me, I'm weak. Yes. Sometimes, you know, you know, you know, this, you know, confession is good for the soul. Sometimes you got to say, you know what? I'm not feeling it today. Matter of fact, instead of blessing him, I feel like cussing today. I feel like throwing the towel 
in the day. God said, if you come to me, I will no wise cast you out, but you got to come in a mode of honor and say, God, I love you. I've seen you do it before. I know you can do it again. I've been young, now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous say, yeah, I know all this, but God, I'm not feeling it today. Huh? I said it this week and I'm the pastor. So don't fight the phone. If you ask not, you will have not. If we stay in a state of denial instead of saying, God, I have need of you in this area. I'm weak here. So I've got strength for that. I will send you power. Somebody lift your hand and say, God, thank you for power. Definition of dunamis, y'all, is inherent power. Capability of anything. Tell somebody when you have the power of God. Tell them you are capable of anything. God says it like this. With man, it is impossible. But with God, meaning his dunamis, power, all things. Somebody say all things are possible. Well, you might say, well, Jesus is the one with power, but, but I'm, I want to look, I'm gonna, I want you to turn with me to Matthew 28. We're going to move quickly. Matthew 28 and the 16th verse says this. The 11 disciples went away unto Galilee, unto a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. Jesus told them to go there and meet him. And when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some still doubted. This was after Jesus had risen. And Jesus came and spake to them saying, all power has been given to me in heaven and in earth. Well, people say, oh yeah, well Jesus rode with all power, but then you have to look at this y'all. Look, look, but that's the reason. But later on, he says this. He said, I want you to go and I want you to wait and I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. And after you get the Holy Spirit, the gift of the Holy Spirit that God promised then you shall have power. So let me break this down. Adam gave away the power. When he sinned against God, Adam gave away the power. Well, if Adam had never given away the power through sin, there'd be no need for Jesus to come back and get the power. But Jesus, he said, he said, greater works that you shall do than me because I'm going back. I'm going to be going to sit at the right hand of the Father. Guess what, y'all? I know this is going to mess with your religious mind, but Jesus has no need of the power. He is power. He came to be born of a virgin to live in the dirt and go through our experiences. He was born to die to get the power back. Somebody say power. And then he told them, God, I want you to go to the upper room and I want you to stay there. I want you to wait until the promise of the Holy Spirit comes. And when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, ye shall receive power. God, I thank you. Stay with me. And so you have to understand, people, that the gift from God 
is the Holy Spirit. But the true inheritance is the power. So the Holy Spirit came to give you the power. And see, that's where we stop. Us charismatics, we stop at the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit was just a vehicle. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit was just a channel. The Holy Spirit was just a conduit to give you the power. Somebody say power. See, we stop at the Holy Spirit. Then as soon as I start speaking in a tongue, as soon as I hook and buck, as soon as I feel a quickening, that is it. But no, my child, you got to go on to tap in to your power. The Holy Spirit is not the end of a thing. It's the beginning of the thing. Am I making sense in here? Tell somebody beside you, go on to get your power. See, we've been thinking that the spirit is the inheritance. No, that's the gift. The spirit is the gift. But the spirit is the vehicle by which God is delivering the power. Somebody say, thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit. See, God said, when we understand this, that the Holy Spirit is the leader, the teacher, and the guider, but it is also the source by which we get the power. But if we stop at the Spirit, but we don't seek after the power, we will be Holy Ghost filled, we'll be on our way to heaven, we'll do all these things, but the devil is begging that you don't come into the realization of your power. but I'm going to get my power. <laughs> Somebody say, I am a warehouse of power. You know why? A warehouse is something where things are stored, where every now and again they store them until they'll need them and then it'll transport in and out. God said, you are the warehouse of power. Why? Because of this. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians, the 6th chapter. 19th verse says this. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit whom you have from God? You are not your own for you were bought with a price. So glorify God with your body. You are the temple. You are the warehouse of the Holy Spirit. Oh, God. Oh, Sister Heather, can you put, the, put, those, put those two containers? Tell somebody, I'm a container of the Holy Spirit. These are two containers. Everybody agree we don't want to call it here? Both of them are boxes, right? This is a box of cereal. How many of y'all like Fruity Pebbles? I guess that was the wrong one I picked. And ladies, y'all should know what this box is. Some of y'all done caught the Holy Ghost looking at this box over here. This is a box from what, ladies? From Tiffany's. 
Now, both of them ain't, both, I ain't gonna say ain't nothing, let me, let me talk proper. Both of them are nothing but cardboard boxes. But the value of the boxes is not determined by what's on the outside. The value of the box is determined by what's inside. So based on what you know is on the inside, would you choose the box of Fruity Pebbles? Or would you choose the box of Tiffany's? Can I tell you? And I want you to walk on your job in the morning this, that I'm the most valuable thing in the office. Not because of what I got on the outside, but it's because of what's on the inside. I am the warehouse. I am the temple of the very spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. Tell somebody, I've got power on the inside of me. I store power. Got devil chasing power. I got cancer canceling and healing power. I got blinded eye opening power on the inside. And just by virtue of the contents that I carry, <laughs> that makes me valuable. Tell somebody beside you, you are valuable. To let nobody punk you down and play you down. You are valuable. No, 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 no. Don't you ever let nobody think you're less than. Or you're not good because you don't come from there. You don't have their pedigree. And you don't have degrees on your wall. And you don't come from the right side of the tracks. If you don't have these Greek letters. No, baby, I carry the Alpha and the Omega inside of me. The very spirit of the living God. And that makes me valuable. If you only knew who was in your midst. If you only knew who's walking on that job in the morning. If you only knew who's going in that boardroom in the morning. You see, those are the things people have got. We got to realize See, the devil keeps us ignorant. He, he's happy we come and have a good old spiritual time. We, 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 we shoot ourselves up and get our spiritual high for the week, but we leave ignorant of who we are and what we carry. We reduce the Holy Spirit down to running around and shouting. And ain't nothing wrong where we should celebrate God in the dance. We should. God is the God of emotion. It's the salt and pepper of life. But if we, if we reduce God to just a shout and a run and a cry, we are doing ourselves and his spirit a disservice. He gave you his spirit to give you power. And you'd be surprised the people that are saved got their name written on the land book in the roll. Catch this, baby. I want to hit you. People got their name written in the Lamb Book of Life on their way that are powerless. Oh, say, if they close their eyes right now, they'll wake up in glory. But they're gonna be so disappointed of all the things I could have had. All the way, all the people I could have touched. How, how further the kingdom could have been if I had only tapped into my power. 
Tell somebody, that won't be me. The last thing I want to show you people of God before we go. That it's incumbent upon us to put our power to work. Tell somebody, you must put your power to work. Like I told you before, we're the warehouse. Warehouse is where things are stored to its appropriate time. It's not a storage house. You know, you go some places where you, 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 you buy a storage place and you place it there a couple of months. When the truth is, you probably really need to get rid of the stuff. Paying $30, $40 a month, you know you ain't going to move that stuff back in. <laughs> Amen? <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, we treat our spirit like we're storing it there forever. When well, the fact of the matter is, God said, I gave it to you to expend it and to use it. Turn with me to Luke, the 10th chapter. We're just about finished. And the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us by your name. They went out in Jesus' name and they said, Lord, God, we're, we're saying in the name of Jesus and devils are subject to us. I'm like, oh my goodness, can you imagine Jesus still being on the earth? It's like, Jesus, you won't believe this. But when we declared your name, demons came out of people. We got results when we, when we came in your authority and in your power. And Jesus said to them, I beheld Satan as lightning falling from heaven. Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Jesus said, yeah, you've been, you've been working in my power. But he said, I'm deputizing you with that power. And he said, with that power, you will, you will be able to tread. Meaning that as you go forward, as you take action, as you go about walking, this walk out that I called you to walk, you're going you're gonna to encounter scorpions. You're going to encounter snakes. You're going to encounter opposition. But wherever your feet step, you're going to step on the head of the enemy and you're going to trample him. That's the thing. See, that's where we go from being a storage container to an active warehouse. See, an active warehouse, things are always coming and going. I hold it till it's appropriate time. It's never empty all the time and it's never full all the time. There is always an ebb and flow. And God said he wants our spirits to be a warehouse where, where he's given us directions. We are met with challenges. And say, God, I got to get to you in prayer and I got to store up in this area because I've been depleting over here. And God said, that just like the angels that Jacob saw under the ladder, that he saw angels coming and going. God said, there should always be an ebb and flow, a two-way street to where you're always seeking God because you always need to receive from God because you're always pouring out from God. Is that making sense to anybody in this place? Tell somebody, I'm a warehouse. I'm not a storage container. I'm a warehouse. God said, the things that I, put, I placed inside you, the gifts that I placed inside you, even your testimony, the things that you've been through, it should be part of the stock of your warehouse. 
I let you be exposed to it to put inventory in you. And unless you pour it out, it's going to waste on the shelf. It's somebody that needs your testimony. It's somebody that needs to hear your voice. It's somebody that needs to hear you preaching and you singing. Somebody needs to see you out there serving. And see, that's what the devil does. See, the devil is very cunning, y'all. He will attack us in the area where he knows where God wants to use us so that we have scarred tissue in that area so that we never step out there to do it again. Because he knows that's where your power lies. And if I can make you afraid, if I can put a junkyard dog in front of that gate where your power is, you will live a life of fear and you will, you will spend your life doing things that are not attached to your power. That it may be good, but the difference between good and God is one oh too many. You could be doing a good thing, but are you doing the God thing? Because when you tap in and do the God thing, that's where your power. Samson may not have been the smartest man, obviously. Told Delilah where his power lied. But when he flowed in his power, nobody could rival him. And you see, the miracle of it was not that he looked like one of these spelt brothers around here. He probably looked more like me. That was the miracle of it. That little scrawny guy was throwing people everywhere. But tell somebody, that's his power. And your power may not be that, that you, can, you can take the, 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 the jaw of a, a jawbone of a donkey and slay a whole thing, but tell somebody, you do have a power. I'm going to share something with you and we're just about to go. Ephesians 3 and 20 says, Now unto him who is able to do what, y'all? Y'all know this is my favorite scripture. Exceedingly and abundantly above all we can think. And see, everybody get, get, get the shout and get happy right there, but it's according to the dunamis that worketh in us. So the degree of God being active in your life is really dependent on you, meaning God is waiting on you to exercise what he put in you. And so if God is not as active as you would want him to be, you might want to check the use of your power. you to write this down true change does not happen from the power that you have but from the power that you exercise you can say all day oh man I got power I got these talents I got these giftings I got these abilities Woo, God has really gifted me man I got a testimony man the things that I can do for God and the ways that God is gonna use me I'm finna I'm finna I'm got to whenever yeah 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 it's time to barbecue a mildew either you are gonna activate what God what God has called you to do or shut up talking about it it is it's time to start moving in our power, people of God. And that's the reason we're not making the impact we should. And that's the reason lives are being changed. And that's the reason the families are being changed. And that's the reason the neighborhoods are still. Because nobody, people will not stand up and exercise their power. Whether it be by fear. Whether it be through disappointment. It does no good to have the power. The ability. 
if we won't exercise it. I want, you to sh I want to show you something here. Y'all see this? I was having a talk with Deacon Terrell earlier this week. And we were talking about the fact that a lot of times in, as Christians, we can typecast God to where we feel like he can only move like this. Or he can only move a certain way. And we were, we were having a, just a philosophical discussion. I had a friend who used to call us Socrates and somebody else, Plato and Socrates. And me and Brother Terrell have deep conversations. But we talked about how denominations started. That on the day of Pentecost, they were in one place and one accord. And the Holy Spirit came in like a mighty rushing wind and it filled all who were in there and the church was born that day. And Peter preached the first initial message of the church and 3,000 were added that day. Tell somebody that was a great day. But from that moment on, there was a fight to keep unity because then you had different sects of people. They said, you know, this is my interpretation of the Spirit. And this is how, this is my expression. And so all of a sudden, then you got, then you got, then, you know, you go through the Reformation and then you got, you know, you got uh, 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 John Wesley and Martin Luther and you got Calvin. And, you, and then people got, well, you know, God can only move like this and he can only move like that. When the fact of the matter is, then we start singing, well, this is the right way to serve God. That if you're not acting like a, if, we, if you just still don't act like the people did on the day of Pentecost, and, you know, people say, well, you can take up a deadly serpent. So there are people that believe that you ain't got faith unless you're picking up a deadly serpent. They ain't bite them and they leg get this big. Then you got people to say, no, blessed quietness. That there shouldn't be any instruments. They didn't have instruments in the Bible. Well, they also was riding camels. I don't see you riding one. But, you know what I mean? Some people can just go crazy. But, you know, but that, that, that's their version. And anybody that does other than that, and so then all of a sudden you have what they call denominations. Denomination by its definition means division. And so we get over here thinking we are the right way and unless you do like this, then you're not serving God the right way. I'm not talking about things that's, that's doctrinally not sound. I'm talking about we, we pick and choose our preferences as to the what type of Jesus we want. One of my favorite scenes of all time, it's Talladega nights when they, when they sit around the table. They say, I like my Jesus, you know, with, with, with a, a tuxedo t-shirt on. I like my Jesus fit, fight evil samurai. I like, I like infant baby Jesus. And that's how we treat God, that we like our version of God that makes us comfortable, that, that fits the culture. When the fact of the matter is, God, when, when, when God comes in us, he's just like water, y'all. That God comes to it. Woo! The Spirit of God, good, good, thank you, baby. that the Spirit of God is like water. As a matter of fact, this, the Bible likens the Spirit of God to water. 
Tell somebody, the Spirit of God is water. And when I pour into this container, it did not change the container. The water took shape to the contour of the container that it was in. And so the Spirit of God does come to take things off that are ungodly, but it only enhances the container that it's in. And so it's, not, it's incumbent upon us as, as children of God that we allow the Spirit to fill us up. That yes, the Spirit of God will change your ways. He'll change your talking. He'll change your thinking. But at the end of the day, the Spirit didn't come to change the essence of you. And so, this is the same water in three different vessels. As you can see, they look different. They're shaped differently. They're poured out differently. But it's still the same water. What am I saying? I'm saying that God didn't come and fill you with his spirit to erase everything that you brought to the table. That loud mouth you got? He didn't come to make you quiet. God said, I can use that. After you have received the Holy Spirit, see this cup, had a, this cup now has a power that it didn't have when it was empty. It has the ability to nourish me now that it didn't have a couple of minutes ago. And when we are filled with the water of the Spirit of God, we now have power. Is that making sense to anybody in this place? But guess what? I can't be this little, this, this, this little cup right here and be jealous because this one is bigger. And be jealous because this one's got a spout and this one doesn't. God said you need to be satisfied with how I shaped you, how I made you. And when you get satisfied that God, I may not have the gift of sister such and such. I may not, I may not can preach like Paul. I may not can sing like sister such and such. But God, I am going to pour this water out how you made me. I am going to function in the way that you made me. I'm not going to look at somebody else's yard and say, oh, I wish I had this. I wish I was born there. I wish that was my daddy. If I only had that degree. If I know God said, you've got the greatest power that has ever been known. God took 12 unlearned men. That was a miracle of it. 
The Pharisees and the Pharisees and the Sadducees said, "Look, these men are unlearned, yet still they have power." It's not what you know; it's who you know. Everybody stand. Tell somebody, you shall have power. But I tell you now, people of God, you won't benefit from a power that you, you won't benefit from a power of the spirit that you store. You're only going to benefit from the, from the power that you pour. Somebody say pour it. You are only going to benefit from the power that you pour. Tell somebody, don't be afraid to pour your power. Somebody lift your hands and let's worship him just for a second. God, we thank you, Lord, today. That your spirit has reminded us who we are. That we are heirs and joint heirs in your kingdom and we have rights and access to power now just like these three vessels up here we may be different shaped containers with different limits and different abilities but God that doesn't matter we're not going to be jealous or angry at you for how you made us we just thank you Lord that you did make us for it's you who made us and not we ourselves. Lord, we're not going to resent the giftings and the talents that you've given us. But God, today we're going to embrace how you made us. And Lord, we say, Lord, here's our cup, Lord. And we offer it up to you to fill us up until we can hold no more. Lord, I believe that there, are, there are, are, are powers in this room that are designed to change the world. We thank you, Lord, that there are powers that we hold because we hold the Holy Spirit. That there is a power to change lives. That there is a power to change cities. That there is a power to change families and, and to reverse generational curses, God. There is a power that resides in our bosom, God. And it's more than a power to shout, God. It's more than a power to, to speak in a tongue. And Lord, we know, Lord, we thank you for the gift of that, Lord. But Lord, we're not going to just keep you and reduce you, Lord, to a shaking and a quaking and a quickening, God. You're more than that. And so today, God, we tap in to our power. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that the light of the word today penetrates the inner recesses of our heart, God. And shows us what our powers are and are not. Because some of us are frustrated because we are trying to function in a power that you did not designate for us. that we've been desiring things that you didn't call us to do. So Lord, we thank you 
that you give us revelational thought of our power. Lord, right now, Lord, we give you permission to speak to us. Somebody say, God, speak to me. In the middle of the night, God, remind us. Shine a mirror on us. We give you permission to tell us what our powers are, what our powers are not. Lord, we even give you permission to show us the people and the things that we're attached to that is short-circuiting our power. Yes, God. Because we want to be fully functional. We don't want to be intermittent, God. We don't want to be like, a, like something that's got a cord with a short in it. God, we want to function for you. So, Lord God, whatever you show us, God, we will be obedient. And we will be bold enough, God, to cut those things loose that are short-circuiting our power. God, we love you. We bless you. And God, we trust what you're doing. Don't understand everything, God, but you didn't, you didn't ask that we understand, Lord. You just asked that we obey. So even though we don't understand, God, we trust you knowing that you will not lead us to a place of damnation, God. For you said you lead us beside still waters. You lead us into green pastures. You lead us beside calm waters. Lord, for wherever you're leading us, God, it's for our good. Lord, we receive this word today. And Lord, we will, we will meditate on it until it becomes fruit in our lives. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And amen. Can you put your hand together if you receive the word today? Come on, hug somebody. Tell them somebody, I know my power. Come on, tell somebody, I know my power. Thank you for tuning in today with Fellowship Church. We pray that you were blessed by the message, and we would like to connect with you through our website, fellowshipws.org, or facebook.com slash fellowship. If you are ever in the greater triad area, we would love for you to be our VIP for weekend worship experience on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. On behalf of Pastor Tony and the Fellowship family, thank you again for joining us. And remember to love God, love people, and impact the world.